Welcome to Digging Into a Bible. Hey, hey, welcome to Digging Into the Bible. My name is Jim Barnard. This is a production of Tiller Coaching. All right, well, it's day 51. Thanks for joining me. Yesterday, we saw how Paul and Silas earned their freedom um, two times out of this jail. The first time because God opened the shackles and the prison door, and they were able to spend the night with the Philippian jailer. Um, he got baptized. And it was so good. They did this due to solid and went back into jail um, where they earned their freedom for a second time, all because they are Roman citizens and they should have never been arrested. This is a benefit because, um, you know, Silas and Paul are both Roman citizens. So um, they are able to spend some time with Lydia and her family and those people before they leave town. Um, this is, those people are going to become the start of the Philippian church. Later in the New Testament, Paul writes a letter to the Philippians. That's these people. So um, as they go to uh, the new town, it's uh, Thessalonica. That is very fun to say if you want to practice at home. Thessalonica. Very good. Um, they uh, keep in mind that Paul, on on the heels of visiting this town, will write two letters to um, to to the the people of of this town, the the church there, and uh, it's First and Second Thessalonians, and uh, both of those letters are very eschatologically. I almost nailed that word, so let me try that again. It's focused on eschatology. It's probably an easier way to say it, which means the end time. So like what happens when Jesus comes back? So um, keep that in mind as they head to this town and um, we get to see a little bit of the interaction that happens in Thessalonica. So with that as the backdrop, let's go ahead and dig in. This is Acts chapter 17, starting at verse 1. Now when they had passed through Amphibolus and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul went in, as was his custom, and on three Sabbath days he reasoned with them from the Scriptures, explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead, and saying, This Jesus, whom I proclaim to you, is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did many of the devout Greeks and not a few of the leading women. But the Jews were jealous, and taking some wicked men of the rabble, they formed a mob, and set the city in an uproar, and attacked the house of Jason, seeking to bring them out to the crowd. And when they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brothers before the city authorities, shouting, These men who have turned the world upside down have come here also, and Jason has received them, and they are all acting against the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, Jesus." And the people of the city, um, and the people and the city authorities were disturbed when they heard these things. And when they had taken money as security from Jason and the rest, they let them go. All right. So I don't know if you remember. About ten years ago, flash mobs were like all the thing. These like coordinations at like a train station or something of, you know, normal everyday people just all of a sudden at the at, at a moment's notice all. Um, creating a mob. Um, it's not an angry mob, it's a dancing mob. Well, um, this is a different kind of flash mob. This is um, an angry mob because they are jealous. They are so jealous that um, that these men and that this uh, this man, Jesus, is is getting so much attention that like they just cannot handle it. And so um, they go and find this man, Jason. Uh, there's, there's no explanation for who Jason is, but obviously... Um, he is a, 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 an 
an early leader of the of this church at Thessalonica. He's someone who um, invited Paul and Silas in, and uh, you know, it, it, he's someone who is like a, an ally. He's a friend. He's he's clearly part of the way, and they accost him and they threaten him, and ultimately he has to bribe his way out of this. That's so sad to me. But um, you know, there's two things that flash mobs like. One is likes. They want to, they want to go viral, so they get hit that like button. But also they like money. So if you're not going to give them the likes, which there was no Instagram or Facebook back then, they wanted the money. And so that's that was acceptable to, to this group of people. They got the money. Uh, money, I guess, solves jealousy. Um, it's pretty sad. But, you know, before we wrap up, I just want to point out that the, the narrative that, that Paul is sharing, that it was it was necessary for Jesus to suffer and then for him to rise from the dead. Um, you know, I, I think we all, I'm just going to make this observation, especially as I'm like this suffering author now, I guess. Um, you know, we, we all want the second part. We want to rise from the dead, right? Like we want to claim heaven. We want to be resurrected. Like we, we want that, right? You want that. I'm, I'm pretty certain of that. But none of us want what comes with that. And, and that is by definition suffering. Like there is no rising from the dead if you don't die. Like we need the suffering. Jesus needed the suffering. And, um, and honestly, we should be so thankful for his suffering. And you know what? In a messed up way, like, we we got to be thankful for our suffering. Like, there is joy to be had in the midst of suffering. That this, uh, we don't have to take ourselves so seriously in the here and now, knowing that there is a then and there. Like, I think that this is so important. This is a theme that I write about. Wow, shameless plug. Make it rain up in here. Um yeah, I've clearly gone over time, but we are going to continue on and see um, what happens as um, as they um, continue to move on through the second missionary journey in Acts 17. All right, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I will see you tomorrow.